Welcome to Take a Seat. I'm your host, Alex, and today's episode is all about failing forward. For those of you who don't know what failing forward is, it's when something goes wrong or someone makes a mistake, but the outcome is positive. The mistake might not be fixed instantly, and some people might not even know they're failing. Even though the mistake or problem isn't solved right away, people might begin to realize how to fix it over time. Even though some mistakes turn out positively, doesn't mean that every failure will. Our world has failed forward on multiple occasions, but one specific problem that I find extremely important and feel very strongly needs to be addressed is the immigrants at the U.S.-Mexican border. There are many people who come to America from various places, seeking help from danger, threats, and much more. The U.S. has really failed by not helping them and making problems much worse by separating families, sending them back to where they came from, or putting them in camps. This problem has not yet turned out positively, but I believe that the U.S. can help these people in need and do better with this. Others who feel strongly about this issue have tried to help solve this problem by creating organizations that provide help for these immigrants. Some organizations are Border Angels, Kind, Races, and more. It's always good to hear things from a different perspective, so I'm going to invite Naomi to join us here today to tell us what she thinks about failing forward. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions and just answer as best as you can. Okay. Um, so when was the time that you failed forward? Okay. Well, I failed forward a lot of times, but one example is when I was little, I was, like, scared to talk to people that had maybe, like, different disabilities or, like, were just maybe different or, like, older. And now I realize that that was a silly fear because you need to be able to talk to everybody because everybody has a different life and a different story and you need to hear their perspective on things. And if they're different, that's okay and it's good to be different. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um now, so do you know what the issue is that I'm talking about? Like, what failure that I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Um, and what's your opinion on this fail? So I agree with your um, side and your opinion. And I think that America needs to be more welcoming and needs to see the immigrants' perspective because they are new to the country. They don't know what's going on, and they need to be able to find a home and a job and they need to have somewhere to eat and stuff, and they need a shelter. And I think that it's important that America needs to see that, and I don't know if they are right now. So I think that America needs to open their mind more, and we need to address this issue more than it is being addressed, because I don't think it's being addressed that much. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so now that you like you know this issue, and you know what mm-hmm. side you're on, and you have an opinion, um, do you think that we could that this failure could fail forward or yeah i mean for a lot of issues especially like this since it's a big issue it might be hard to fail forward and honestly i don't really know but i think that if we look at this issue more and we do things that are for the better it can fail forward and we can in the future have a much better like way to handle this if it handles stuff like this if it comes again but you never know, so. Yeah, 
All right, that's it. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to go. Bye. Bye. Thank you again, Naomi, for coming on to my podcast. Next, I'll be getting another perspective from Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi. Um, thank you for coming to my podcast. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and just answer them. Okay. When was the time that you failed forward? Um, I think there's lots of opportunities to fail forward in art because if I make a mistake, I can do something over and turn it into something that's better and something that I like better. All right. Um, so do you know the issue that I'm talking about? Yes. All right. I'll just do a quick little recap. It's basically how the U.S. is dealing with um, the immigrants at the U.S.-Mexican border. So how do you think that the U.S. can do better I think they could be more welcoming and not so harsh about it because I think, I think well, we might not have a ton of room. We can make room. I mean, we've bought, we've bought land before. If we really, really need to, we could buy it again. I don't think that's the answer, but I think people need to be more open-minded to the different options of having people come and work. And nobody's going to steal your jobs. They just want jobs to make money and make a living and get out of places that are not good for them. I agree. Um, so... Like, do you have any specific solutions that, like, you think could make this issue become, well, like, fail people, forward instead of failures? Um, I don't think people should be, like, camping out. I think that makes it worse living situation. It might get them out of a war situation, mm-hmm. depending where they're coming from. But it's not good for them in general because people can spend their lives there. But I think um, we could... New York City, cities are big. We can add more buildings and make like a refugee apartment building in major cities or multiple of them, depending on how many people go there. And we have enough places around the world that are like deserts. We have deserts that we can make into like places that can have people. And I think we can make more room and and there are always jobs that are needed. All right, that's all I had to say. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you again, Lucy, for coming on to my podcast. Um, next, we're going to interview Lila. Hi, Lila. Hi. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions about mm-hmm. the failure and a little bit about what failing forward is, and then just answer. Okay, cool. Like. Um, so when was a specific time that you failed forward or that something around you failed forward and impacted you? Yeah, okay, so definitely COVID-19 had failed me because it had closed down all the schools and I had been online for the whole year. And then the next year, I would have to be online again. And I just really hated online school and I really like like to be in person and socialize with my friends. So I kind of um, failed because I kind of lost hope in that situation. But then I kind of lifted myself up and thought about different possibilities so I applied to Rashi and I got in and now I'm here and I made so many great friends and I love it so much. And I've been in school the whole year, which has been really great. So I definitely think that was like one situation where something had around me failed, but I definitely like failed forward and made some like the best out of it. Yeah. Um, so my next question for you is what are some solutions um, that you think can make the issue that I'm talking about fail forward? So definitely with the issue that you're talking about with like the immigrants. So I definitely think that people had recognized so much more 
um, once people had heard about that situation and they definitely recognized how bad people were being treated. And I definitely think that made, at least for me, when I realized that was happening and I saw it on the news, it made me really want to stand up and do more for our country because I knew that that was really a like, really bad situation. It was really unfair. So that really made me want to like step up and kind of help for the future of like our country, the future of like the other people and make people realize that that's not a good thing. It shouldn't be happening. So. Mm-hmm. so are there any like specific ways that you think that we can like help the immigrants? So I definitely think that first of all, it should definitely be stopped. Everything about it, it definitely has stopped. But um, I think that we should educate people definitely about this issue and what has happened. I don't think it should be left untouched. I think that definitely people should know about it and know that it's wrong, especially the next generations who are going to kind of run our country in the future. So I think they should know that that's a bad thing and that in that it's not right to treat people like that and mm-hmm. that it should definitely be taken care of and it can never happen again. Yeah. Um, so do you think that the failure of the U.S., um, do you think it can be like fixed and fell forward? Um, I think that it will never be the same as it was before because of these awful things that happened. But I definitely think that we will grow from it and that we'll know not to do it again and that definitely we become a better country and stronger because of it. Of course, it's never it should never have costed the pain that these people have felt. But I think that because this has happened, um, we will be able to um, just have a better country and have a stronger country and treat people better and take into account their feelings. All right. Thank yeah. you again. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you again, Lila, for coming on to my podcast. Before we go on to the next interview, let's have a word from our sponsors. Today's episode of Take a Seat is sponsored by Staples Sticky Notes. Sticky notes were actually made by accident when chemist Dr. Spencer Silver was trying to make a super sticky adhesive, which could be used to hold things together for a short period of time. There was a limited supply of the adhesive, and Silver decided to leave it aside. Years later, Silver's colleague uh, came up with the idea to use the adhesive on something that could hold book pages together. Even though the adhesive didn't work at first, it became something bigger than it was intended to be that I would call failing forward. Now back to the podcast. Hi, Orly. Hi. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Thank you for having me on your podcast. So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions and then just answer them, I guess. So, um... So you know about my issue and how it's how the U.S. treated um, the immigrants at the border. So what's your opinion on this failure, on this issue? Well, I think that immigrants are being treated horribly, <laughs> locking people in cages, which is a horrible thing to do. And I think it's just really bad. Yeah. Um. So do you have any, like, do you think... How do you think we can do better, I guess? I think if people learn what they're actually doing and that immigrants are people also, that we can get them to stop and people can learn from their mistakes. All right. And so based on what you said and what you know about this, do you think that this failure can fail forward? Again, I think if we learn about if people learn 
that they're humans also. I think that it can fail forward and we'll know in the future that we need to treat people better. But if they don't, then I know it's going to happen. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Bye. Thank you again, Orly, for coming on to my podcast. And now I'm going to interview Kiz. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions and then just answer them as best as you can. All right. So when was the time that you failed forward? When I was living in Haiti, one of the jobs that I had was running a clinic and I had, um, three or four Haitian staff members working for me at the clinic. One of them, this young man named Luxon, his main job was, greeting patients when they were arriving in the morning before clinic opened. He would hand out these tickets that were essentially to give people entrance into clinic when we opened. Uh, And his job was really making sure that the crowd that was outside the clinic kind of stayed under control because things could get a little crazy outside of clinic in Haiti. So one morning I arrived, we had a couple of doctors visiting that day. And so lots of people wanted to be able to come to clinic. And when I arrived, Luxon had given out way more tickets than he was supposed to give out. And there was a huge crowd outside the clinic. And I just lost my temper. I got really frustrated. I was overwhelmed at the amount of people that were out there. Um, and I yelled at him in front of my staff, in front of our patients. And then we went, we did our day, we did our work. Um, he felt terrible obviously. Um, but we, we got the work done. We saw all of the patients. It was fine. Um, and the next day when we arrived at clinic, I gathered all of my staff together and I apologized to him in front of everyone. I wanted to make sure that they all knew that I had done the wrong thing and that I shouldn't have reacted like that. And the, the really cool thing about the situation is that you would think that after I reacted in a really poor way that my staff would have a bad attitude about work or that they wouldn't respect me as much or that as a team, we wouldn't work as well together. But that's actually not what happened. We had the opposite response. I think to them, the fact that I was willing to acknowledge that I had failed, the the fact that I was willing to apologize for something I'd done wrong, showed them that I was trustworthy and we worked better as a team after that situation. Luxon and I worked really well together. Um, So it's not something that I'm proud of, but it's something that I see had really positive results for me personally and for the clinic as a whole. Thank you for that. Um, So you know what my issue is, uh, that the failure I'm talking about, and do you have any experience with like a specific part of this, like anything you know about or have an opinion on? Yeah, when I think about the question of immigration, um, I always think of Haiti. I lived there for a long time. I knew a lot of people um, really closely. I still have friends that that are Haitian that I'm in touch with and and care about a lot. Um, And I think part of the challenge for us as Americans 
is that most of us have never experienced or seen the type of poverty that exists in places like Haiti. It's hard for us to wrap our heads around how incredibly difficult life can be. And so I, I think it's not that hard for us to, to feel like immigrants are intruders or they're just demanding things without necessarily having the compassion to think about the types of situations they may be coming from. Uh, I had enormous numbers of people coming to me asking for help to pay rent, asking for help to pay for medical bills, asking for jobs. And the truth was there just weren't jobs in Haiti and people couldn't pay rent and they couldn't pay their medical bills. And when you have a parent who's got kids and they can't find a way to take care of their kids, they're watching their children get sick or watching their children lose weight because they don't have enough food, that parent will do anything to provide for their kids. I worked with one man specifically, his name was Ronnie. Uh, he was an incredibly kind, generous man. He had several children that he loved hugely, including these two twin daughters who were 10 years old. And one of his twins got sick one day. And, and so Ronnie had to leave work early that day to go take care of his daughter who was sick. She had vomiting and diarrhea. Not a big deal. Most of us have had vomiting and diarrhea at some time in our lives. She died the next day because they lived in a place where the medical care is so poor that she wasn't able to get the right treatment and the right care. Roni was devastated. This is his daughter. He was completely devastated. And within a year, this man who loved his family hugely left them and immigrated to Chile where he could make enough money to send home so that his family could have a better life. And he did not do this because he didn't want to be with his family. He did this because it broke his heart to have something that terrible happen to one of his children and to feel totally helpless. So I think we have to try to wrap our heads around those kinds of situations and have a better understanding of just the level of desperation that is sending people to our borders. Thank you. Um, so, um, I guess that really covered everything. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you again, Kez, for coming on to my podcast. Um, next we'll interview Gabriella. Hi, Gabriella. Hi, Alex. Thank you for coming on to my podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions and just answer them with the answer. You feel right with, I guess. Okay. Um, so my issue is, as you know, the immigrants at the U.S.-Mexican border and how the U.S. is dealing with them. Um, so what is your opinion on this issue? I think it's really unfair to the immigrants how the U.S. is treating them. I think that we should be more accepting to other people because people do have problems where they live and they're really just looking for a place that's safe for them and will accept them. Mm -hmm. um, what, like, what do you think that the U.S. can do better? Like, how do you think they can deal with this better? Well, I think we just need to accept. Like, it's, it's not that hard, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, 
So do you think that this failure can fail forward? Like, even if it isn't instant, even if it isn't like a, like a quick thing, do you think it can fail forward at any point in time? I think at some point, yes, it will. I think people will learn to be more accepting and that these people really do just need help. Um, so I think sometime in the near future, it will. But for now, I guess we just have to deal with this being unfair, which mm-hmm. is really sad. Yeah. Like, do you think we can work towards it now? I think we have to start working towards it, and we can do that. But it will definitely take time. All right. Thank you for coming on to my podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Gabriella, for coming on to my podcast. Next, I will be interviewing my dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, Alex. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions about failing forward and a certain failure that I've been talking about um, and just answer them with an answer that you feel is right. That sounds good. So um, when was a time that you failed forward or something around you failed forward? Well, when I was in college, I was studying to be a physical therapist. I had worked hard to take all the classes that I needed to take. And I worked hard on my applications and I applied to a number of different uh, physical therapy schools. Uh, and unfortunately, I didn't get into any of them. And while it was very disappointing at the moment, what it did do is it opened the door for me to get into a different career, which I'm currently in and that I really love. That's nice. Um, so what do you do now? Just I run a financial services firm. So I help people figure out their finances and plan for their future. All right. So, um, you know, um, what the failure that I'm talking about is, but I'll just, uh, say it again. So I'm kind of talking about how, um, how the U S has like treated the immigrants at the Southern border, like how, how they treated them as a failure. Um, and so basically I just want to ask you, um, like how we can make this failure fail forward? Like, do you have any specific solutions that can make this failure fail forward? I don't know if I have any specific immigration solutions as that's not my area of expertise, but I can tell you that the lessons I've learned from failing forward have been several things. One is to be introspective and reflective um, about what transpired and got you to where you are. Uh, The second is to find a new vision for what does success look like uh, so that you have a picture of what you're working towards. And then the third thing is to build resilience. And resilience to me is something that you uh, build over time to, from the mistakes that have been made and the failures that have happened. Uh, and they're an important part uh, of the pathway to success. Mm-hmm. So like based on what information you do have, do you think that the failure that um, of how the U.S. has treated the immigrants, do you think it can fall forward? Um, even if it isn't like right now, do you think it's possible that this failure will eventually have a positive outcome in some way? I think it's important for anybody uh, who wants to succeed to have an optimistic view. And so I would hope uh, that there is a path that people can learn from uh, in order to leave uh, or to land the immigration situation in a far better place than where it is. And so, yes, I'd say I think there is the possibility of a good outcomes that we can learn from these failures. Okay, that's it. Thank you for coming. Good job, Alex. Thank you, Dad, for coming on to my podcast. Um, 
So that was the last interview, and now we're going to just move on to really um, wrapping up and explaining a little bit more about what Failing Forward is. I want to come back to talk about what today's podcast is focusing on, Failing Forward. During this episode, I've only talked about one failure, and I want to briefly talk about a couple others that I think clearly show how certain setbacks can make you much stronger. Take Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein didn't start talking until he was four years old, flunked his exam to get into Swiss Federal Polytechnic School, and his own father called him a major failure, which, as anyone can imagine, probably felt terrible. Even though these times were hard and failures were upsetting, Einstein pushed through and didn't give up. If he had been afraid to try again and again after he failed, he would never have gotten to the place he did. The next person I want to touch base on is Katy Perry. Katy Perry's first album only sold 200 copies before the place that sold them went out of business. It took her 10 years and many failures until she finally released her song, I Kiss the Girl, when she redeemed herself and gained her fame. We all know the world-famous band The Beatles. When they originally started their band, they went to an audition on New Year's Eve. There, someone told them that guitar bands were on their way out of the music business, which was disappointing to the band members. Even though the audition was discouraging, their band took off only five months later. Lastly, famous children's author Dr. Seuss also went through failures of his own. In literature college, Dr. Seuss wanted to earn his PhD, but failed and soon dropped out of school. He went on to write his first book, which was rejected 28 different times. Seuss was able to move past these hard times, and by the end of his life, he had sent 600 million copies of his books in 20 different languages. That is all for today's episode of Take a Seat. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and successfully learned about failing forward. Thank you for listening.